Good morning, afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, I've been up for hours. What's up? What's happened? Nothing. No, I haven't really been up for hours. I've been up for about half an hour. I'm okay. St- I'm still in that coffee and toast newspaper okay. part of the day, if I'm honest. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you sleeping any better? Yeah, I've um, I've been sleeping. Apart from that night that um, I was up talking to you, I've been all right, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Good. I'll just just say now we are technically live and recording. This is a show. Okay. How how long? How many days is it until? Uh, Including today, three. Blimey. Yeah. <laughs> Lots more to do still, or? No, no. Um, we're pretty much done now. Um, all we've got to do is have an argument about what our first dance is going to be. Um, and then we've just got to go and pick a couple of bits up, and that's it. We're pretty much done. What What's your opinion? Oh, what? we haven't. That's gone. You oh, haven't decided on. at all. No, that's that's the thing with me. Me and Chuck is our our, our musical taste differs so wildly. Um, coming to a conclusion is going to be difficult. <laughs> I used to play lots of gigs with sort of yeah. with a band and we do would occasionally do weddings right? right and the trouble is is that we didn't know any slow songs to play um, we weren't a right, bad okay. we weren't a bad band not, yeah. not not a great band but not not bad and we didn't know any slow songs so i remember this one time with band where we uh, we were doing this this wedding and it came time for the first dance and the right. only slow song we knew was what we played for their first dance. And their first dance was Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. <laughs> <laughs> That's so inappropriate. It, it's about the worst first it's, dance it's, song you can think of, isn't it? It's, it's, it's on the level with um, I'll Be Watching You by The Police. Yeah. In in terms of badly, <laughs> don't kill yourself. That's Everybody don't hurts. Kill yourself. Sometimes everything is wrong on your wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> so I. That's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I have no idea who those people were. It was a good ten years or more ago. So, you know, I, I hope... I bet, I bet if they're still together, they tell that story. I can't believe what they played for our first dance. Well, I, <laughs> I insist. You should have picked a song, shouldn't you? You know, if if it's yeah, that important... You should have picked one. You should have picked Absolutely. a song and said, this is the song we like as our first dance. Can you play that song? And if the band go, no, we can't play it, then then we have a discussion. But you don't just go, yep. play a slow song for us to dance to. Okay. <laughs> That's that's what we did. We were a terrible, oh, terrible grief. band to have for your wedding. <laughs> terrible band. Oh, good lord! Oh well, that's off the list. <laughs> mm. I've been to so many weddings that weren't mine or somebody I know. It, it's well, crazy. Far more than pe- yeah. the weddings of people I actually know. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, um, going to weddings of like. Your dad's friend is kind of like one of the things you have to do, like as a child. I don't know if it's just in this country or something, but being dragged off to some random place in the country and then you spend the entire evening being uh, introduced as Richard's <laughs> daughter. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just that, that thing you have to, you know, it's one of those growing up experiences you kind of have to endure and then never see those people again. And you know that the, they're looking at their photo book of wedding. This is another thing I think happens at every wedding, that you invite a bunch of people and a few years later you're looking at your album and going, who is that? And there's always someone there who nobody else knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that I, is it's, it's the rules. <laughs> I, I always feel weird about what you do with people. And, and this especially applies to people who would be in the photograph specifically. So, mm. I mean, we, we, there was this issue when uh, my cousin got married and we there was a big family photo. And so obviously I was in it. My sister was in it. But my sister's boyfriend at the time was in it. Mm, yes. And now he's forever in that photo mm. and we'll never hear from him again. As I is, have. I, yeah, carry on. I was just saying, as is the feature of relationships that you have with people at that age that my sister was at the time. So yeah. I, I think you have to be mean and go, no, not you. You're going to get dumped in six months. <laughs> I mean, um, I am. I mean, this sounds awful, but my brother's girlfriend, love, delightful as she is, and they're really into each other and it's all good. But she may go on the edge of the picture so we can Photoshop her out should need be. Yeah, I think people should should do that and understand. Yeah. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, whereas no. uh, uh, Alison's cousin got married the other weekend and I wasn't in any of those photos and we've been together for 10 years. I was going to say, that, that that's a bit that's a bit cruel. I mean, you know, I think after, after 10 years you can say, well, you know, the, the unlikelihood of them two splitting up, you know, we can probably have them in the picture together. Exactly. We've been together longer than the two people that were getting married. Exactly. So, you know, there is that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you you've been together longer than me and Chuck have, and you know, we're getting married in two and a half days, so Exactly. You'd mm-hmm. think we'd have done it by now, wouldn't you? I, well I don't if, want... if 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 you're not bothered about it, then I don't it's, know. it's a lot of money. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. It's essentially paying a lot of money to not really change my day to day life in the slightest. No. No. So I, I, I mean, don't know. No. I mean, that's true. I mean, the thing is, we would have done it a long time ago, but I kept going into hospital and having surgery, so it kept getting put back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the thing when the registrar turns around and says, right, yeah, that'll be £450, please, and you go, what? You know, it's kind of that, That you know, how much people add on to your, your bill as soon as you say the word wedding is really incredible. Really? Yeah, is it... absolutely. So people just assume you've got money to burn with this stuff. I mean, the fact that when they say, oh, no, your, your wedding, I mean, I think, I don't know what the average cost of the wedding in the, in the UK is, but it's got to be north of 10 grand. We haven't spent that sort of money, but I think a lot of people do. Blimey. It's got to be. I mean, because, you know, in my in my line of work, we have people coming into the branch for loans and such. Mm. And you go, you know, what's this loan for? And it's 15 grand and they go, oh, I'm getting married. You go, Jesus H. Christ. So you're going to start your married life being ridiculously in debt. Doesn't sound fun to me. See, we, we start adding it up in terms of what is that actually worth in other stuff. Because yeah. 15 grand's a car and a new computer each. Absolutely. Which would definitely affect our day-to-day lives in a positive way. Yeah. And still make it equally viable for me to be kicked out of the house at a moment's notice. <laughs> exactly. Without paperwork and stuff. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think, again, it's a, it's a case of we've been wanting to do it for a long time and we would have done it probably three or four years ago if it wasn't the fact I kept getting ill. So it's kind of like, finally, we can actually do the thing that we wanted to do some time ago. So that's why we decided to. Good. And you, you sound yeah. very positive and looking forward to it and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, I am, yeah. I am, yeah. Um, I am really looking forward to being Mrs. Foster, which is quite a funny <laughs> a funny thought. I can't quite get over the fact that, you know, I'm going to be Mrs. Somebody is quite weird sensation. But, yeah, I can't. Every time I talk about it, you know, it makes me smile. So hopefully it means it's, we're doing it for the right reasons. Now, here's a question for you. Are you allowing yeah. children at the wedding? Yes, we are, but we have a we have a limited number, so we only have two. We have two sort of what you would describe as children, right? Yeah, two teenagers, two children. Because that was something at the last wedding I was at. There were a lot of little kids, and yeah. little kids don't want to sit at a wedding, and they no, don't. It is be boring quiet. for them, and for some reason, the adults they're with don't want to quiet them. They just <laughs> yeah, let, let them run. Them, a... <laughs> let them make noise go mental and skid across the dance floor and burn holes in their brand new trousers. Um, oh, I'm talking about during the actual wedding ceremony. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, you know, the children that we've got are not tiny kids, so it's going to be a case of like, you know, they're going to know to sit down and shut up for the, the 10 minutes that it takes to, for us to get married. But yeah, there are people who bring tiny, tiny little kids and you think they're not going to stick a hole you know, a whole service, let alone, you know, the wedding, the reception, all the evening stuff, you know, they'd be tired, grumpy, bored, you know. I mean, I get I tired, wanna... grumpy and bored going through the whole thing, so God Absolutely. knows Absolutely, what... yeah. <laughs> what a tiny kid is like, yeah, I mean, um, I wouldn't be wrangling... I mean, my a, a friend of mine who's got a 22-month-old boy um, recently had to go all the way across London from South London to Richmond, which is a fair old journey. As a crow flies, it's not far, but on the transport, it takes a long time. And then do a whole wedding and the evening reception with him. And she sent me a text saying he's already thrown a tantrum, we only got to Lewisham. And I was like, bloody hell. My God. <laughs> Just leave him with your mum and dad. He's not going to take it in. You know, he's 22 months old. He's, he, he doesn't care where he watches CBBS. Yeah. Just take him to your mum's. <laughs> There aren't anybody who are going to be upset that that 22-month-year-old wasn't at their wedding. No, absolutely not. Unless it's your wedding and, you know, your your tiny child is yours as part, you know, and you are the couple who are getting married, then understandably you want your kid to be in the pictures, but, Yeah, that you know, makes sense. I'd have Bartley no, there. It, yeah, of course you'd have Bartley there. Imagine dressing, you could wear a little cummerbund. He's got a bow tie. That'd be great. Just do it, do it for just for that. He's got a collar that's like a. It's a. It looks like a a, a tux collar, with oh. a with a bow tie on it. It's it's the most adorable thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh. And, and when you has- when you mix it with his little white patch on his chest, it really makes him look like he's wearing a tuxedo. It's, oh, that's it's, adorable! It's brilliant. He hates it. Absolutely <laughs> hates it. Just we we gave up when he was little trying to put things on him. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even mean like clothes, because like in America they dress their dogs, and yeah, we we absolutely. don't do that. We've never come close to even contemplate. No, that's a lie. Alison tried it once, because she wanted him to wear like a neckerchief thing, right? Thinking he might look quite good in it. It's like he cares. He's a dog, um, <laughs> and 
luckily the one she got what it just you know this was sort of when he was six months old so he grew out of that instantly because mm-hmm. they, they double in size overnight at that age yeah but just putting things on him he's not having that no. not having that if you want Barkley, Barkley to try and bite you try and dress him in something he's just mm. not having it I'd have him no. at my wedding that would be awesome so he's your furry child, so it's oh. like it's you'd have to come, you'd have to come, but then you'd have to find a dog-friendly venue and blimey, that might be a bit of a job. I mean, our venue, which we thought was quite easy going, have suddenly turned around and said no confetti, only things that are biodegradable. What kind of venue have you gone for then? It's a hotel, so they don't want confetti blown around their car park. So basically we're doing it all in the hotel. So the ceremony, the reception, the disco, all that. Because the thought of having to get my our families and our friends all in some sort of transport each, or, you know, in groups, and getting them from one place <laughs> to another filled me with horror. I was just like, just get them all in one place. Because knowing half of them, they'll be pissed before they come and go to the wrong place. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're doing it all in, in one, under one roof, which um, which suits us down to the ground I, because I, we are lazy people. I think it's a brilliant idea, to be perfectly honest. Mm. The the one we were just at was all in one one location, and I, I it's just the best thing to do. I mean, even just as a guest, mm. it's great to know you just arrive, check in, and that's it. You're done. Because everything's yeah. in that building. I'm just going to go in this room and there's a wedding. Then we'll go in that room and I'll get shit-faced for the next eight hours. Yeah, that's absolutely. Fine. Or in our case, that's the room where I'll drink the alcohol that I bought from Morrison's that I'm <laughs> yep. just topping up my glass with in the room. Um, mm-hmm. That was, yeah. But It's I, the way to go. Yeah. But I think you've got to pick a nice hotel as opposed to, mm. say, a hotel that is usually used for conferencing. And swinging. Yeah. One one by a motorway. <laughs> Did you, have we told you where it was? Because you, you're kind of guessing it, you know. Oh, is it by a motorway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those, you know. I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm not too fussy about the location I would get married in, but I wouldn't want to do it with a projector screen rolled up above where I'm standing. Yeah, exactly. Or one where you can see, like, the roundabout on a little chef outside outside yeah. the window and that sort of thing. Exactly. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, talking about expensive, if you want to go expensive, go to one of those posh country hotels, which is, you know, three down a three-mile driveway and middle of nowhere and all that sort of thing. I mean, ours is near a road, but not so near a road that, you know, you're worried about an HGV going past and shaking the camera and ruining a group shot, you know, so. Yeah. That's what Craig did. His was kind mm. of country hotelish, mm. I think. There's, that was quite a, a good location because it was it was a hotel, but it had a, a restaurant slash pub that was a separate building, but it was on the grounds, and and so it was kind of like going to different locations, but it was all still the same location. It's within staggering distance. Yeah, but yeah. it still had that feature that I've come to to notice is part of weddings is where you buy two drinks and they go that'll be fourteen pounds please and you go yeah Ugh. absolutely what yeah excuse me while uh, I go to Morrison's you know yeah exactly but I mean the registrar apparently is quite insistent that nobody really drinks before the before the ceremony particularly the people who are getting married oh yeah 
Um, I think that obviously as well, living in London, we went through quite an interrogation to get a license to get married. Um, Cause I think living around here, um, I think probably they have a lot of weddings, which are uh, weddings of convenience, shall we say. But surely, so they want to make, yeah. surely you just turn up for that interview and after two minutes, like, all right, sorry about all this. Yeah. Here's your, here's your marriage license, whatever it is yeah. you need. Yeah, they have to ask you, though. It's, it's kind of one of those things they have to do, and I appreciate that because, you know, I work in a, an industry that has a lot of unnecessary questioning of people's identity. So, um, yeah, um, it was it, just the thing of, like, you know, me and Chuck were like, going, oh, my God, what are they going to ask us? Quick, what's your mum's middle name? And all this sort of thing. And, you oh, know, yeah. it was just... Yeah. The classic Mr. and Mrs. kind of questioning where you, yeah. you see other people going through it and you think, shit, I don't know any of that. I don't, I don't know any of that. And they go like, what's the favourite film? And like, you don't know what you're asking. What's Alison's mm. favourite film? Have you got a different one? Just, wow. Well, I wish you luck with it. It's it's going to be awesome. I hope so. I'm just, you know, at the moment, I'm just sort of concerned that, um, you know, everyone has a good time and, you know, sort of food's all right and everyone manages to get there okay and all that sort of thing. That's kind of you know where i'm thinking at the moment but um yeah fingers crossed it'll be good you'll be fine and you'll be married and being married is different from having a wedding and that's true yeah it'll all be okay a wedding's just a really expensive party for lots of people yeah and it's an excellent way to get presents as well which has been nice yeah (laughs) oh yeah see that's another area we'd fall down because we've you know we've lived together for eight or nine years so i don't know what we'd put on a wedding list oh this was this was a big debate um because we weren't going to have one at all we were like well we don't need anything and we you know don't want people spending money and all this sort of thing but then we went to see my dad uh just for a like a just pop around for lunch and um when we were we sort of jumped in the car to to pop off to um <clears throat> to the restaurant and my dad literally launched into a 15-minute sort of not taking a breath kind of thing of you have to have this, you have to do that, you know, get your wedding list sorted. And we were like, but dad, and every time I sort of went, but dad, and he's kind of like said, nope, you know, so he forbade us from putting certain items on the list and, you know, all this sort of, you know, because we were like, oh, Doctor Who toys. And he was like, no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. Yeah. Um so, you know, it was kind of one of those ones of my dad sort of didn't take stop for breath for 15 minutes sort of thing of like, then you have to go and see your uncle and then you have to go and do this. And I was like, oh, my God, how long have you been storing this one up for? Um, but, yeah, so we just asked for we sort of went through on Amazon and we decided to go and like want to do one of those Amazon wish lists. Yeah. So because I put a few comedy things on there. So today we took delivery of a ceramic chicken that you keep eggs in. Brilliant. Because why not? And um, <laughs> like uh, some novelty glasses, like so. I'm um, hopefully someone's going to buy me one of those two pint glasses in the shape of a boot. Nice. Yeah. Um, but things is like, well, we could do with a new kettle, and we could do with a new iron, I suppose. And it was just sort of stuff like that, you know. So there you go. We just sort of chucked a few things on there. Some some of our favourite alcohol as well, because then you know. He's going to get drunk over Christmas, so if exactly. someone's desperate to buy something, it was stuff like that. Really, we went through. Cool, not Xbox games. Not Xbox games. No, um, yeah, no Doctor Who toys. 
That's a shame. Yeah, I suppose Blu-rays are probably off the list as well, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Can't, couldn't get the couldn't get the new posh Doctor Who Blu-ray set that's coming out. So I'm like, boo. But never mind. They say if we don't spend it on a kettle when our kettle blows up, which it's about ten minutes away from doing, I think any minute. Um, we can spend that money on Doctor Who things instead. So there you go. Good plan. Good plan. Speaking of Doctor Who, let's do the yep. plug bit. Let's plug. You've done a podcast. Yes, I have in collaboration with uh, Mr. Mike Mould, who um, people will know from editing Starbase 66 and from his work with Atomic Tree or 9000. Um, yeah, so we've we've done a show. Uh, we've recorded uh, seven episodes, six uh, in the first half of the series, plus a bonus episode. And they're going to be going out on simply everything Today. imminently. Today. Today. I know Today. I said that on Sunday. And Monday. And Monday. But today. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely going to be today. I was uploading them at 7 o'clock this morning. Woohoo! I had a, so, a yeah. busy day yesterday, which is why I'm only up half an hour before now. this show starts. Are you been recording? No, just editing stuff, uh, right. uploading stuff, that kind of thing. Put a new Make It So out. Cool. And all that thing. So, how did yeah, you... I... You've done a podcast. How, how did you find... The, actually, do you know what I'll say first? Mike yeah. is one of the best examples I can give you of how to directly get involved with Simply Syndicated. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there, there are a couple of ways of doing it. And in fact, both you and Mike are, are good examples of how that's done. Because over the years, we have lots of people will get in touch and offer to do stuff. And it, it can be quite difficult taking them up on that mm. based on what they offer because a lot of people will say something like if you need anything doing with regards to whatever then let me know and it's it's very difficult to ask a total stranger to just do a random thing for you yeah but there occasionally comes someone who doesn't just say if you want anything i'll do it they go i've done this and they push it at you and yeah. they tend to get a lot more attention and and that sort of thing than the other people. And Mike's one of those. Yeah, absolutely. So th there's a, a top tip for anyone who wants to get into <laughs> this with us. Just just force yourself on us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, with with me, it was, you know, I, I sort of, I rang up Shaft. I, <clears throat> you know, I parted, when the forums were were a, a thing you know i was chatting to people on the forums and sending in feedback and you know then i um i took it upon myself to do episode guides and stuff like that so that's kind of how i push myself on you you know yeah. um that, that, and that's the other good way to do it shaft has been responsible for god when i think of the number of people that make podcasts with us that we first uh, came into contact with because they called shaft yeah, oh, it's virtually everybody, it, isn't it? I, I mean, was going to say, yeah, it must be nearly everybody. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Jacob and Mandy, the Masters of Nun boys, um, the Starbase sixty six was formed out of the forums. Yeah, and yeah. So that's that's the best way to do it, I think. See, and it even rings rings true for uh, Simon, who made our. I can't really say he made our website anymore. He made one of our the versions of our website quite a few years ago 
And again, he did it by just emailing me with a screenshot of the website he'd already created for us. And they kind mm. of, do you want this? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's do it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. So I mean, how how um, the greatest show in the galaxy uh, came about was that um, I've been wanting to do a Doctor Who podcast for ages and ages, and you know, just sort of things kept sort of just kept not working out, and timings just didn't work out correctly, and I was just sort of. I was bitching about something on Twitter, I imagine. And Mike popped, uh, just sent me a message and said, do you want to try and do something together? And <clears throat> Mike is um, Mike is also a, a big fan, but importantly, he's he's been a fan for as long as I have. And, you know, he's, he's got an excellent knowledge of all the classic stuff. He's got, you know, he's got the whole package in terms of his knowledge. And that was kind of that was the thing that was missing really from the whole, the whole idea, because as fun as it is for me to sort of, for someone to sort of just talk to me about Dr. Who, I wanted to have like a, like a conversation about it. Mm. Cause that's something that I can, I absolutely love about Dr. Who and Star Trek as well. Cause make it so it was my gateway into simplificated. <laughs> it, it, you know, there's such, it's such a huge subject and there's so much to talk about and this, you can have so many conversations and there's so many different points of view. Um, that it's just a gift that keeps on giving. You're not really going to run out of ideas. And I just, I love to talk about Doctor Who 24 seven. I mean, you know, people who've met me in real life know eventually the subject's going to come around to it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a case of we, we got together, we had a chat on Skype and we emailed and tweeted back and forth, you know, literally just putting ideas around, um, how we were going to work the series. we, we literally just we wrote down pages and pages of topic ideas and you know what are we going to do in series one series two series three of our show and then we came to you and said this is what we've got do you want it you know so we were able to come to you with a basically an idea fully formed it's the best way to do it i think Mm. yeah um so yeah we um we we've been recording sort of you know the last couple of months so we've got sort of seven episodes ready to go and i can't i literally cannot wait for everybody to hear them i'm i'm desperate to to hear what people have got to say and you know people start interacting with us it's it's going to be good i I hope so i think you'll have a wonderful experience with it i really do oh and recording it has been so much fun so much fun recording it um you know we we're on a little break at the moment while my my wedding happens and um, I can't wait to start recording again and start doing the second half of the series um, because we've got some exciting stuff uh, in Doctor Who. Doctor Who is coming up. I mean, the 50th anniversary is now five weeks away. We've got um, a new episode coming soon. We've got a huge convention that me and uh, Chuck are going to in uh, London. And then we've got the Christmas special. So we've got tons and tons to talk about and it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll get a book with it. You'll get a bug. Oh, because that's I've how got, it goes. Oh, I, I, I absolutely got a bug for it some time ago. I mean, because that's why I've been sort of desperate to kind of to, to get something produced um, myself with somebody else. Um, you know, falling into shaft and you know being on a here goes nothing here and there and you know and other shows. Um, it's movie, so much fun. Movies you should, movies see. You should see and movies you should see. How can I forget? You know, yeah. it's so much fun. Um, and you just, it's kind of that thing of when you haven't done it for a while, you're like, oh, you know, I sort of really miss it. And 
it's, I don't know what it is about it, but you know, everyone who I know who podcasts sort of says the same thing when, when you haven't done it for a while, it, it's kind of that, that creative urge is like, it's almost overwhelming. You're like, Oh, I just want to talk to someone about something, anything, you know, yeah. who wants to, who's on Skype? You want to chat? You know, it's like, you know. Ba- back in the early days of podcasting, there was a, a magazine, an electronic magazine, um, when we when we kind of all thought that podcasting might save magazines as well because you could you mm. can podcast a PDF file, that, right? That technically is possible, mm. and so people came up with the idea of putting out a PDF for download every month, whatever. And there was a a sort of electronic magazine about podcasting that asked me to do a, an article for them, and what I remember what I wrote about was the fact that you can't just do one podcast. No. You might you might start out with that intention, but the trouble is, is that uh, you, you're so sort of, what's the right way, way of putting it? Because you're kind of in control of yourself and what you make, no one tells you not to do anything. Mm. And because of that, you end up doing whatever you feel like, which is one of the good things about the medium of podcasting. But yep. the trouble is, is that however much you loved the subject that you initially started talking about, so in your case, Doctor Who, in my case, it was movies. Mm. The trouble is you as a person have far more opinions and views on things than just on that topic. And yeah. they'll, they'll start to sort of creep their way in. I mean, the, the, how it started for me, I'd, I'd start trying to take any opportunity to rant about something that bothered me because mm. there were people listening. And it, it eventually became, Rich, you've got to shut up because it's a film podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right? You, right? You can't spend 20 minutes talking about that guy that annoyed you on the drive on the way here because it's a film podcast. Like, right, okay, I can't really argue with that, if I'm honest. Um, why don't I do a podcast where I just rant about stuff that pisses me off? And then suddenly you're doing movies you should see and The Bollocks Show. And then suddenly you realize, hang on, I've not talked about Star Trek for ages. We should do a show about Star Trek. And then suddenly you're doing Make It So as well. And about mm. six months later, you've got nine shows on the go on a network mm. where you just started off with one show. And it's just because you can't keep your mouth shut about stuff, quite yeah. frankly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've had I've had a bunch of ideas of shows I'd love to do. Um you know, for a while, I was I almost I almost did a solo show for a while. Um, it was going to be about just reviewing metal, death metal, yeah. which is like my other thing. Because you know, I am literally the only one who like. I mean, no, me and Casey. Um, I mean, Boz is is a metalhead, but I mean, me and Casey sort of enjoy sort of the most extreme metal. Um, so yeah, I was sort of I, I almost did a, a show by myself and I thought I can't talk myself for half an hour it's just it's not doable I need someone to sort of talk out <laughs> you know um but I've had a bunch of I- bunches and bunches of ideas that I've wanted to do you know so maybe once this one's going you know I can do I'll be able to do other things it's all give me the the push to do something else well and that's that's my idea behind making a series of shows rather yeah. than just you know we're not saying you're going to do this Doctor Who podcast every week forever, forever. Because mm. why? Who want who wants to do that? And it's much better if you do twelve, and then hey, you can go and do another show, and then come back and do another twelve of the Doctor Who show in a bit, or mm. absolutely. Or 
um, it, it sort of keep, it keeps you fresh, doesn't it? I mean, it's sort of that thing of you know doing it every week forever. It you know you're only gonna you, you can only tell the same and bunch of anecdotes you know a, a certain number of times and you can you can only talk about this episode so much or that episode so much. But as well with Doctor Who being an ongoing production, not like Star Trek. Star Trek isn't at the moment, but Doctor Who's an ongoing production. So when we take breaks, episodes happen episodes happen in the meantime and stuff moves on in the meantime. So mm. when we come back to it, you know a whole a whole raft of stuff has happened that gives us places to jump off from. And you, you've got better quality stuff to talk about than a Star Trek fans at the moment. Let's be honest. Well, you know, into darkness. Let's, uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. Um. Yeah, there's nobody messing <laughs> with your thing at the moment. It's going quite well. It just well, got John I mean, Hurt. You don't well, make not- anything worse by adding John Hurt. By the way, it's no, it's whatever not. you're doing that improves it. It's like yeah. putting a monkey in stuff. Well, I mean, as I say to Mike, as people were here in the first episode, this is what winning looks like. Yeah, Doctor Who wins, you know, (laughs) at the end of the day. Um, Much as I love Star Trek and Star Trek, you know, is my first love, um, you know, it's a case of Star Trek uh, production, you know, there's always talk of a TV series. You know, it's uh, you, you. You do wonder if it. I mean, space shows are so out of fashion at the moment. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know if if Star Trek's going to be back on the TV within a decade. It's just not in the. It's just not in the zeitgeist at the moment. I don't know what it is about. You know, there's just no space shows. It's just. It just seems dreadfully unfashionable, and I think it's going to take. It's going to take a sort of thing like what happened with Doctor Who, in that there's someone who's who's super passionate about it. And there's a, well, a whole group of people who are super passionate about it going to Paramount or, you know, and TV doesn't work the same way in America, but going to a TV network and saying, you know, again, you know, we're super passionate about this. Just give us some money and we'll make something and it's going to be incredible. And then the groundswell comes after it. I think with, with Star Trek as well, you, you've got the added problem that it is an ongoing movie franchise now. That, that um, is a problem. And and so I I'm not hopeful for seeing it back on TV anytime soon. I I mean I don't get me wrong I'd love to and I would watch it religiously if it came on. But absolutely, I, I don't think it's gonna. I've got my fingers crossed for the Captain Morph series. That would mm. be incredible. But I it don't... would be incredible. But funnily enough, when I when I went to Star Trek Destination London last year, Michael Dawn was there and he kind of poo pooed that whole idea. So I don't really know what's happening with this Captain Wolf thing. I think realistically he knows it's probably not going to happen either. Mm, I think realistically. But again, it's that problem of it being an ongoing franchise in the in in the cinema. Um, you know, no one's likely to commission a Lord of the Rings TV series while The Hobbit is going to be in the movies every year. You know, it's just it's kind of that thing of the network executives and people who make movies have this idea of splitting their splitting their interest you know i think probably that's why stuff like the sarah connor chronicles you know although maybe an infinitely superior tv show to most of the movies that have come out you know it's not going to be popular with the fact that you know we'd still quite like to make some terminator movies i think they're doing a complete reboot aren't they with the terminator franchise they bloody need to because it's it's broken in awful awfully broken um series did i tell you the story about what happened when I went to see Terminator Salvation? No. Because um, I saw the trailer for Terminator Salvation, which entirely gives away the twist of the film. 
Does entirely. It? Entirely. Yeah, absolutely. So I was in there watching watching the movie going, well, spoilers for anyone who's seen Terminator Salvation. He doesn't know he's a robot. But that was in the trailer. And literally, they keep that whole mystery for the first 80 minutes of the movie. And then it's like the last 15 minutes that it all comes out. That's and it's like terrible. Yeah, so I was sitting there. I was sitting there in the cinema, going, "Why are they? <laughs> why doesn't he know? I know." <laughs> I must admit, the the only good th- there was one good thing to come out of that, and it it gave me a bit of respect for Sam Worthington as an actor because I think he he won that film. It wasn't a Christian Bale film. Christian Bale was in it, but it it wasn't his yeah. film. No, absolutely not. Um, it, um, it's just a shame that Sam Worthington has then spent his time making Clash of the Titans films. Oh, so bad. I've never even have bothered. You, have you seen the original oh, Clash yeah, of the Titans? Oh, yeah, I believe it was a movie you, you should seen, see. Yes, oh, that's true. But have you seen the uncut version? Oh, I don't know. Is that the same but a bit dirtier? I, I don't know. Yeah, because this is the thing. I've only ever, I had only seen it on TV, right? Right. And then, we, and then I had the DVD bought for me. So sat down and watch it, and the first ten minutes is just boobies. Right. Essentially, is this woman walking around stripped to the waist? So there's boobies all over it. Then there's that bit where uh, where uh, uh, thing he goes to the town and sees that guy burnt on the uh, burnt at the stake. And in that scene, it's really grim. It's like this corpse, like charred, hanging off the flipping stake. And I was like, I don't remember that bit. So I'd only seen the, the edited for TV version. So the DVD was kind of a shock. Because when I got it, it was rated 12. And I was like, why is this 12? It's really tame. I put it in. I was like, oh, that's why. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I d- no, I didn't know they did that. No, I didn't either. Well, I mean, that's, that was the thing of, um, you know, watching those old epic movies. Like, cause I have vivid memories of sitting on the sofa with my mum and my nan watching things like Spartacus and the Vikings and Ben-Hur. And... Um, not being allowed to watch certain bits, like the the, the in Spartacus, there's a bit where uh, where one of the the slaves kind of gets like hung from the roof, is killed and like hung from a roof. And I was I only memory of that is having a hand clamped over my eyes saying don't watch this bit. So I, that bit is an entire mystery to me because I haven't watched Spartacus for years. And excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> um, I haven't watched Spartacus for years and I haven't watched it since I was not allowed to see certain bits of it. Um, you know, I, I got the Vi- the Vikings was like three quid in HMV. So I bought it and I put it on and I was like, Oh, that's what happens in the bar in, in the drinking scene where they throw the axes at that girl and cut her pigtails off. Never allowed to watch that bit it, where that bloke gets thrown to the wolves. Never allowed to watch that bit. So, I was like, Oh, finally I understand the rest of this plot now. Oh, there were so many films that I had to go through as an adult and and make sense of. Mm. So many films and and so many sort of classics that I'd never seen. Um, mm. And that was that was part of the benefit for me of doing movies you should see that I got to see RoboCop for the first time and and Robocop's stuff like that. Still grim, isn't it? Yeah. Although it's still I, t- a hard watch. I tell you what, I saw the trailer for the new one, and it mm. it looks all right. Yeah, it, it certainly doesn't look like they're gonna do something dishonorable to the original, right? See, ever since the Terminator Salvation incident, I tend to shy away from trailers of films I actually want to see. So um, I tend I tend not to watch them. Um, 
so you know when people say to me oh it looks all right i just sort of have to take people's word for it because you know I'm, I'll, I'll probably get around to seeing robocop i mean with the amount of the cinema costs these days a lot of the things are like me you know, wait for the wait for it to come on netflix or wait for it to come on sky um because you know do i do i like this film enough potentially to go and sit in a not dark enough room for you know the for get no change out of ten quid and a popcorn thrown in my hair by idiots you know it's all like well yeah I I'd rather just wait for something to come on TV or something like that and Netflix are doing ever so well with getting first run films oh absolutely I mean getting the Hobbit was a big deal oh yeah it was absolutely it was um that yeah that was where I I saw it properly for the first time. Because the high frame rate IMAX was not seeing a film. I, I don't know what that was, but it was not seeing a film. Uh, we went to see, we saw it in the regular frame 2D because um, 3D gives me a splitting headache and I refused to I refused to sit through a three and whatever it was hour movie with a headache for 95% of it. So I insisted on going to see the 2D yep. and said to Chuck, you know, if you're desperate to see the 3D, go see it twice because I'm not seeing it with you in 3D. Um you know, and then I put a I put a kind of a sarcastic Facebook message out saying, you know, can someone just pop in halfway through and turn your house or don't get bed sores? That's a long movie, dude. It's a big commitment, but I mean, it's it's good. But um, you know, my, it's funny. I thought it was all right because um, I'm not a big Tolkien fan, but Chuck and my dad, who are huge Tolkien fans, found found it kind of meh. Right, my dad loved yeah. it. Um, yeah, but I think he was always gonna. And he's mm. a massive fan of the, the first ones as well. Uh, yeah. Not the first ones. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings films. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The, the, first the first production. So when the when the inevitable extended edition whiz bang crikey deep Blu-ray set comes out, I presume we'll be buying that with the rest of the nation. Yes, I think so. He's already got yeah. the, the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray set and, he, and that sort of thing. He even got, oh, yeah, we got that. When they were coming out on DVD back in the day, he even got the special editions that came with the little figurines. Oh yes, we've got like those. <laughs> yeah, we've got those. But I, I think they were they were just groundbreaking films when they came out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember when I when I first started getting into movies. When I went through my pretentious movie lover period when I was sort of fourteen or fifteen, and I started uh, sort of really getting into all that. I remember sort of the, the top ten unfilmable books, and like Lord of the Rings was like number two on that list. You know, it was sort of like no one is ever going to have the production, the, the ability to make this as it as the books portray it. You know, and then within my lifetime, it's sort of been and been and done. And sometimes you watch those scenes, and go, it looks a bit shit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like some of some of that kind of that urukai looks a bit weird. You know, <laughs> so we've sort of got to the point where something that was groundbreaking when it came out you know, 10 years ago, now looks old hat and all this sort of thing. You know, I'm going to be showing my kid, my potential kid or something, Lord of the Rings in sort of 15 years' time, they're going to go, oh, it's boring, it's not as good as something like blah, 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 you know. If you told 10-year-old me about Pacific Rim, um, I would not have believed you, <laughs> you yeah. know, let alone being able to go and sit in a cinema and watch it and sort of be like, open-mouthed. I fucking love that movie. I did. So I watched great. that the other night. What do you think to time. it? I thought it was fucking awesome. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I went to see it twice in the cinema. It's... I went to see it twice. I'd never do that. <laughs> right. It's just giant robots fighting massive space alien monsters. What mm. more do you want? 
that that's it does exactly what it says on the tin and on the tin it said big robots fighting giant aliens like i'll have some of that please definitely yeah exactly i i, I mean you know some. yeah i mean i got like um i hadn't been able to see it and i got like a blocks a block capital text from my brother going go see if basically so i was like okay better go see it yeah i think if you go in trying to hoping you're going to see the next godfather you're coming out disappointed because it's not that it's giant robots fighting aliens done well because i think the, the, there's a few people i've told that to and they've kind of cringed remembering transformers and yep. you, you have to go no 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 it's not like transformers it's actually good it's well, made you can by actually un- well it's made by care. somebody who can make a film yeah not it, michael exactly. bay so and it, also, you you can, you can understand what's actually happening during the fight scenes. I mean, I when I saw Transformers, I was literally just watching this mess on the screen and going, "What is going on? I've got no idea." But with the with the Jaegers and the Kaiju's, you can actually see what's happening. Yeah, it was like revolutionary. It, it, it's breathtaking, isn't it? I mean, I, Transformers mm. was so bad with the sort of close up action. I I had trouble imagining how they even animated it. How do you no. how do you even know what is supposed to be on the screen when it's just this mess that Transformers was? But Pacific Rim was just awesome, absolutely oh, so awesome. I, I recommend. It's so that. much fun. Yeah. Um, should we? We'll we'll call an end to this now because we've been about okay. three quarters of an hour, and I don't want to take all your day. You've got panicking and worrying to do. Yeah, that that's, that's, a, that's a whole that's a whole bunch of my day. It is, I'm sure. <laughs> that, that's a whole bunch of my day regularly. Not, you know, not let alone when I've got like a major life event happening soon. At least you're not waiting for a, a birth or something like that. Oh God, that's the thing. I mean, we'd love to have kids, but I can't. I wouldn't want to live with me while I was pregnant. <laughs> I would just. I would go. I would just go mental i i can't you know every single thing i'd be down the hospital i I can't imagine what it would be like i it it was one of those things that i i kind of as as much as i did at one point want to have kids i i couldn't really get at allison for not being a hundred percent up for the idea because again absolutely I, i don't have to be pregnant and and much like getting married and having a wedding are two separate things so having kids and being pregnant. Pregnant, yeah, absolutely. And just the concept, and I know it's it's as they say, the most natural thing in the world. Bollocks. Bollocks. Is it bollocks. Yeah, absolutely. How, how is it the most natural thing in the world to have another person grow inside you and then later break his way out? That doesn't sound like a good time to me. No, it doesn't sound like a good time. And then there's all the things, you know, all the other sundry things that come with it of you know being ill and you know because my mum was extremely ill when she was pregnant with me and it's just all that all that other stuff that comes with it it just you just sort of think well can I be bothered yeah Mm, no (laughs) it doesn't strike me as a good time it doesn't strike me as a good time either what what if your baby's enormous that happened to a friend of Alison's yeah it's like a a 10 pounder she's dinky little woman she's barely even there I think I could like knock her over and not notice that I'd bumped into something. She's that tiny. And yeah. the baby that they had, I think he's about two now and he's as big as me. Yeah, uh, and, absolutely. <laughs> and and so it's, it's how did that come out of that? I don't, 
and you ask her and it's it's like asking somebody to relive a horrible car crash or something just look like at that, that. Distant look. yeah <laughs> and you get to oh it's all right though because women forget the pain and you think oh, what what's the i've never had pain that i've had to forget what what is the pain <laughs> that sounds horrible oh. and well that, i mean my my benchmark you know, I mean, I've had a lot of surgery and everything I've had, I've sort of said, oh, this will, will this be sort of be as bad as my wisdom teeth? And they go, oh, no, 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 not that bad. So that sort of seems to be the next level down. Yeah. And, and I've had my wisdom teeth out and that was horrendous. So I can't imagine the next level up from that. I think having your wisdom teeth out is near the top of the list. It's got to be up there. It's it's so painful, and no one no one explains to you just how painful it is. Exactly, it, it's so bad. I mean, I've had I had mine done like in a dentist surgery, but I've had mates who went into hospital to have it done. Yeah, and my my friend worked in a it worked in our local hospital like as a, a secretary, like but for the dental part, and she you know used to sort of see the aftermath of, of people and people come out with like bruises on their chests and the reason why they have those is the surgeon literally putting their knee in the middle of their chest and yanking their teeth out. Yep. Yep. You know, stuff like that. I mean, they said to me when I had mine done, or oh, you can have it done one at a time. We just do it under local, but you don't want that. Cause then you can hear it all crunching and cracking around. I was like, Nope, put knock me the fuck out. Do it now. And, um, no, I mean the, the the feeling, the stitches, and I mean, I, did you get the the bruises all all around your face as well on your cheeks? No, I, I think I, I, yeah, I did. I think I was remarkably lucky. Uh, no, I, I've, uh, I've they, had, they I've had two of the four out. All right, and uh, my dentist would have liked to have removed all four, and it, it right. got to a case of right. Well, I'll send you off to the place, the special dental hospital place. And they'll do one of them. They could do all four. Do you want them to? No, they'll do the one. Was my answer just the the one that needs doing? And then mm-hmm. later they did the next one that needs doing. And every time I'd seen him, he was sort of, "Do you want me to whip the others out?" I'm like, Fuck no! This is not a just a whip it out kind of thing. I know it is for you, Mister. I'll just pull these teeth out and then go about my day. But for me, it's it's. I need to mentally prepare for this for weeks. You yeah, can't just you be whipping my wisdom teeth out, matey. Uh, I had but... mine done. Yeah, I, so I had mine done the week before Christmas. I had mine done, oh. and um, yeah, I mean, when I got home, I mean, I was like physically sick as well afterwards, and throwing up blood is something that you don't want to ever do. No. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, I mean, and being sick and, you know, your stitches won't stop bleeding and then, you know, getting them all sorted out, but then lumps of stitch coming out. That that is really horrible. I mean, because I had two two wisdom teeth and two impacted other teeth taken out at the same time because my wisdom teeth had come down the top but impacted two molars up in there. Right. So I had to dig all that shit out. So, you know... um, my this is my abiding memory of going to see Star Trek Nemesis. Um, my I still had some bits of stitches left, and I was sort of cautiously eating some popcorn, and then I felt a little dink, and then this huge lump of oh. <laughs> kind of bits of gum and stitches and bits of popcorn fell out of my. <laughs> and you know, I went in the I went in the bathroom and had a look, and it was all fine. And that was literally the last bit of stitch. And I went back and sat down and watched the rest of Nemesis, and that was the best part of watching Nemesis. Wow, 
Well, well, I was going to say it can't <laughs> be anything on the screen. No. <laughs> but it, it's not. It's And I think that's worse than surgery. I mean, I've had what you could describe as surgery twice. Nothing over the top major. I've had my tonsils out. I've had my appendix out. And the only thing that I remember as discomfort from that is the recovery from surgery. Because surgery doesn't hurt because you're unconscious. Yeah. That's the whole point of anesthetic. Whereas when I had my wisdom teeth pulled out, oh, I was awake. Mm. I was most definitely awake. And it's when you're laying back in the chair and the nurse put goggles on me. And I was just, yeah. whoa, 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 right? You know it's my teeth, don't you? I just want to make very sure of this as before you protect my eyes from whatever the hell it is you're going to do to remove my teeth. I want to make mm. it very clear that it's just my teeth. And they were like, yeah, this is just for your protection. What are you, so what are you going to do? <laughs> bits, of, bits of things ricocheting into your eyes. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I had tonsils as well. I've had wisdom teeth. I've had two different surgeries on my elbow, and I've had uh, a cyst removed from one of my ovaries. And in terms of recovery, wisdom teeth was by far the most debilitating because you can't eat, your whole head hurts. You have to kind of sleep sitting up because you can't lay down. I mean, you know... With elbows, it was easy. I just, you know, someone has to help me get a dress, take a shitload of painkillers, and that's kind of it. Just get on with your day and go out shop, do whatever. But, you know, with, with most of the teeth, you know, having to go out and look like I've been given the biggest kicking of my life. So I've been walking, I'm walking around the shop, people look at me, well, Jesus, what happened to her? Because, I mean, my whole face was bruised. So it was, <laughs> it was so rubbish. Good fun. Mm. Anyway, let's let's call it. After that this. tangent. Yeah, yeah, after that tangent. Thank you so much for joining me on my little show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been loads of fun. Listen to a great show in the galaxy, please. They will. They will. Don't you worry. It's on Simply Everything right now as you're hearing this. Because I'll, I'll do that before I put this out. So it's there yeah. now. If you don't want to sign up to Simply Everything, you can... Well, no, because this show is on Simply Everything. You, you are definitely signed up for it. Go and listen to the greatest show in the galaxy. While you're doing that, order yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie. Please. I've done it. All the cool kids are doing it. Exactly. After yesterday, I think we're close to being able to put in the order. So oh, cool. I would say to people listening, if you want a hoodie, seriously do it now. And trust me, you want a hoodie. Definitely. We had these before, and all anybody said is, oh, I want one of those. Oh, well, you should have bought one when I said buy one then, shouldn't you? This is the time. Because <laughs> only like three people in the world have a movies you should see hoodie i've got one kumar got one in hong kong i think no he won allison's that didn't fit her right and then i think someone else has one don't make yourself mm. like that with these hoodies people go and get one now they'll be and awesome. I believe, don't they get money off if they're a subscriber as well well it's just cheaper everything is cheaper if you're simply everything subscriber there's a special store that they can go to and get everything well it's the same as the regular store but everything's cheaper you see, so it's it's worth going and doing. Little advert there at the end. That's good. Well done. So, right thank then. You. Thank you so much again. <laughs> Enjoy. Have, a, have a wonderful time at your wedding. I hope so. I'm sure you will. Are you? Yes, are you... and just a little, just a little treat for you. Once I've changed my name, I'll be Emma Louise Foster. So my name is now Elf. Awesome. That How is, great is that? That is brilliant. Mike. My... <laughs> be calling you that at the next meetup that's fine okay <laughs>
That's brilliant. Right. I will speak to you again later. Have a good time at your wedding and everything. Thank you. And bye bye everyone who's been listening to us. Bye. Bye.